0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Have you on Wednesday? So, this is a very special episode. We have a super special guest. She is an author. Her name is Kiera Sonderker, and she is the author of Mixology and Murder. So this book is a book of cocktails and crimes. Kiera came up with the idea of introducing cocktails and pairing them with true crimes. Here is the description via Amazon. Pour yourself a drink and discover your latest true crime obsession with this guidebook that pairs 75 deliciously chilling cocktails with the infamous true crime stories that inspired them. She's going to tell us the full story of how this idea came about. And then also, Tanisha jumps in and we talk a little bit about what's going on with her in Paris. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Suite.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs>
0: So, so I find the concept, concept of your book absolutely fascinating. But before we get into that, please introduce yourself to everyone.
1: Okay, um, so I'm Kiara Sondrecker. I am 24. I work in publishing in Brooklyn, New York, and um, I just published my first book, which is Mixology and Murder, and it is a true crime themed cocktail book.
0: So uh, what's your role at your publishing company?
1: So I'm an editorial. Actually, I, I did just get promoted literally today. So. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I forget. Okay. So I am now an associate editor at Ulysses Press. Um, so we're um, an independent publishing house um, and we're based in Brooklyn and also in um, Berkeley, California. So I am on the editorial team. So I work with authors um, to, you know, help them develop their book ideas. I work in acquisitions to acquire books for our um, publishing house and just like kind of all the little nuanced editorial stuff. There's like a ton of random things that go into publishing a book. So I just like, you know, work on all those with the authors. So it's very fun. I really enjoy it.
0: Got you. Well, I see a ton of books behind you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, I, my house is full of books. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> do you guys specialize in like specific types of books?
1: Yeah, we are um, a nonfiction publisher. So gotcha. we really focus on, um, like cocktail books, cookbooks, and then also just like pop culture in general. Um, mm. and then we do lots of self-help books. Uh, we do a lot in like the mind, body, spirit space. Um, yeah. So kind of like trivia books, big thing. We do true crime. So yeah, uh-huh. a little bit of everything. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So
0: uh, please tell me, tell me the complete story of how this idea came to you and what is it?
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll do a brief, what is it to start? So Mixology and Murder is kind of just like a fun, it's kind of a little passion project. I love love cocktails and I love true crime. And so it's kind of marries those two ideas. Um, And it's just like a fun, like true crime themed cocktail book. So each cocktail in the book um, is paired with like a true crime story to kind of go along with it. Um, And the idea for it really, it came from work. So I was, when I was still an editorial assistant I was coming up for ideas for our um, blog on our website. And I was just, we do true crime books. So I was like trying to think of maybe we could do like something true crime themed using some info from some of our books. Um, So I was just wanting to create like an interactive fun blog post. And so my brain went to like, why don't we make like a true crime quiz? And then like based on like how you do in the quiz or like the answers you pick, you'll get paired with like a fun, like fall themed cocktail. Cause this was last fall um, that I was thinking about this. And I honestly don't know, I have no idea where that idea came from. I was just like, this sounds, this sounds fun. So I took that to the team. I was just like, Hey, I think I'm going to write this. And they were like that. They were like, you know, that could be like, maybe that could be a cocktail book. They were like, that could be like more than just a blog post. And I was like, okay. I had like, totally would never have thought of that on my own, but, um, so that's kind of where it came from. And I so they asked me if I wanted to do a little bit of research into seeing if like a cocktail book like this could work. And so I did, you know, looked into that and there really hadn't been a, a true crime themed cocktail book that was from a traditional publisher. So I was like, I think, I think this could work and the team agreed. And so we just kind of ran with it and they asked if I wanted to write it. Um, and if not, uh, we could, you know, find an author who would be interested in doing it. But I was like, when am I ever going to get to do something like this again? So I just was like, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll write it. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how the book idea came to be. <laughs>
0: so Okay. So you have the idea, mm-hmm. cocktails and, and, and crime. How, what, what happens next? How did you guys like compile all the crimes that you would mention in the book and then how did you select the cocktails and how long did it take
1: yeah (laughs) I so I think time is so hard for me to like remember like the concept of time is so like warped now for me so I'm trying to remember I I think I started it started writing it in I want to say like the very beginning of February of last year um So, and then I think it took me like about a couple months to, to get like, so I think maybe around like April or May to get the um, like, actually like kind of all of the content down. And like, then obviously it needed like edited and fixed and things like that, but just to get like the basic pairings and the stories together. Um, And so I, how I kind of started was like, I didn't want to reinvent cocktails because like, I'm not like. A professional mixologist like i'm not a bartender so i didn't want to like try to create new cocktails because i think i would have done like horribly if i tried to do that so i just really wanted to like kind of do the like the idea of just like classic true crime stories and classic cocktails so i try to find connections with some like true crime stories with cocktails just on the like surface level something that i could like kind of that would bring them together so Like, for example, when I was thinking about the blog post originally, one of the ones that I was associating with, like, a famous true crime story was, like, John Wayne Gacy is a famous serial killer. Most people, if they're into true crime, like, know who he is. Um, And he's from Chicago. And so there's also, um, there's a cocktail called the Chicago Cocktail. And so I was like, that could be an interesting way, like, to pair those two together. And then also, I was like, we could put a little twist on it and add some, like, strawberry into it because like John Wayne Gacy has um, like one of his last meal requests was a pound of fresh strawberries it's like a very bizarre fact so I was like that could be cool to add that in you know a little to like make this cocktail work with this so it was very like just me trying to think of ways that like fun little like subtle ways that these could be paired with and not not go like too too deep into it because like I didn't want to take away from the cocktails and also take away from the true crime stories I wanted it to just be kind of like a fun a fun way to experience both um so yeah and then like like I was thinking about like Ted Bundy and I was like one of his things that like people remember about him is um like his Volkswagen Beetle car and so I was like we could pair that with like a sidecar like it just like you know, fun little, fun little play, plays on words, things like that. So that's kind of, that's how I started. I tried to do, try to do some of the obvious, like true crime stories and kind of famous cocktails. Um, and as I went along, it did, it got harder to like come up with some um, pairings, uh, just because I was like running out of ideas. I had this like huge list of cocktails, and I would like search through them. Um, and like, you know, I try to keep it balanced of like you know, I didn't want to do too many cocktails that, you know, featured rum as the main liquor or featured vodka as the main liquor. Cause I didn't want it to be like, you know, too similar. So some of them I had to like, you know, be like, okay, got to stay away from those. Let's look at these cocktails and see what I can do. Things like that. So yeah, I think it took a couple months, but we, we got there.
0: <laughs> so like, how does one research like true crime? So of course you have your books there uh, with your publishing company, but what else did you have to research through to find like the crimes that would match your book?
1: Mm -hmm. I, so I knew a lot of your like well-known true crime stories, just because I, I am like a fan of true crime. I listen to, you know, a lot of true crime podcasts. I've seen lots of documentaries and docu-series. So I Kind of wanted to keep keep some of the true crime like more recognizable so like the stuff that you know people kind of want to read about um or hear about so i i did like compile a list of like stuff i already knew so things i was like okay i have a basis of knowledge for this i can like use that do more digging and you know that'll be like relatively relatively easy um, but then I did also include some more obscure stories so for research I really just like if there was a if there was a documentary on the topic I watched that um, or watched it again if i had already seen it um, and then I really went in like to like news articles that was probably the biggest thing I used just because sometimes you can find like the archives of like the actual articles of when it was happening so that was very helpful instead of just like reading you know an article from like 2020 about something that happened in the seventies. So, um, I did use a lot of that. I think that would, that was probably my main source of information. Um, just trying to find, you know, news articles about it. Um, so yeah, I think that, yeah, that was my main source of information. And, um, it was really hard to try to pare down the story and really get it to just like the the main details. Cause you know, you can't go too long. Um, can't write a whole book about every single story, even though you could. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was a little difficult, but
0: is your book for sale now? Can everybody find it? Everybody? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It came out in October, October 19th. Um, mm-hmm. and yes, it's pretty much available wherever books are available. You can get it on Amazon, you can get it at Barnes and Noble books, a million your local indie bookstore. So yeah. Wherever you find books.
0: You know what would be really cute? You know the ID channel.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: So it would be cute if you had like a commercial during all of I mean it's nothing but crimes, true crime stories on yeah. the channel anyway. But if you had like a commercial or like a little spot in between each one just to talk about the crime and the cocktails, that would be so cute. Yeah,
1: that would be so cool. <laughs>
0: Oh gosh. Yes. You have to find a way to pitch that.
1: I hope people enjoy it. It was very fun to write. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope I had some friends who bought it, who were like, we're going to use it to throw a like true crime themed, like cocktail yes. night. And I was like, perfect. Great. That's exactly like why I made it. Yeah. So yeah, I just hope people like, you know, read it, have fun with it. So
0: yeah, that, that sounds really fun. Yeah. Okay. So the next part of our segment are just like random questions. And okay. <laughs> of course the theme is true crime. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Love it. So the first question is, what is your favorite true crime TV show?
1: Ooh. Oh, okay. I've seen so many. Um, okay. I think one of I think my all time favorite is probably "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," which is based off of the book "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" by Michelle McNamara, and I think it's on HBO. Um, and so that is all about the Gold State Killer, and she was the one who like basically single-handedly decided that she was going to like look into this like decades old cold case um, and try to find answers. And so the book is all about, you know, her doing this. And then they made it into um, a TV show, I think last year or maybe it was a year or two ago. Um, but it's just like one of the most compelling true crime stories I've ever, like I've ever, read or watched because it's just you know it's someone who's actually like doing this on their own and trying to get like a cold case solved um and there's just like so many sides of it they talk to so many people you hear you know so many like different versions and just like the scope of the work like one person had to do and then like it's just so fascinating that like Michelle McNamara was able to like like she basically coined the term golden state killer, which is how everyone pretty much refers to this serial killer. And, um, you know, it was her work that got people to like reopen the case and like start investigating again. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just very, it's just like such a fascinating, like one of a kind story. So I would say that one's probably my favorite. And then second would be The Jinx, which is I think also on, Net- or not on Netflix, on HBO. And um, that one's about Robert Durst, who is like this man from New York City and his like wife went missing in the 80s and no one's ever seen her since. And a lot of people think like he murdered her, but was never proven. And then he like goes to Texas and is accused of killing this one man. And then he's accused of killing his friend in L.A. But like he never like nothing ever is definitive. And so he always like manages to not he's not convicted or anything for these crimes and so the documentary just like fall it's uh, follows him so the the crew just like follows him gets his side of the story um and I think it's like six episodes but it has like a huge kind of not a twist but like a reveal like thing in the very last episode that was like so insane I like gasped when I was watching it I could not believe it um I don't want to spoil it in case you want to see it but um it' so good. And actually stuff with him has been happening in the news recently. So if you do look it up, you will get, it will spoil it. But so that's very interesting. Cause it's like, you know, this thing that's been going on for decades and it's kind of like finally resolving. So wow, it's very good. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna jump in right quick. I saw that and mm-hmm. passed out when I, I saw the ending. I was oh, like. Oh man, both of y'all I, saw it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know how obsessed with this kind of stuff I am. <laughs> I looked mouth dropped and then I yep. fell out and then when I came to I was like wait a minute and the thing that's so crazy is he's an older guy he's not like mm-hmm. a young guy he's like what 60s yeah. 70s so yeah I mean he's lived his whole life so no matter what happens to him now he has had a full life so if he gets caught yeah. up I mean it's not like so what but I mean what he'll spend three years in prison yeah mm. yeah Interesting.
0: So Tanisha, we are at the part where I asked, what is your favorite true crime TV show?
2: Um, I think it might just have to be, I might have to take it back in the day to American justice. That was probably my favorite with Bill Curtis, because I love his voice. And yeah, that, that was it. Mine is,
0: I have two. Um, I like watching, um, I think it's TV one that has, um, focuses on like the black stories or whatever. I just find that fascinating, Mm -hmm. but there's one called fatal attraction. Um, and then, um, on the ID channel, I like deadly women. Um, I, I like watching that because, um, I feel like men like kill for like a handful of reasons, but women kill for a wide variety of things. And I like watching the way they, their brains work. Um, so yeah. those are my two faves
2: that's true men are more of the moment kind yeah. of like just something that happens to them in that moment and they do it but yeah. women have to get to a certain point mm-hmm. and then I feel like they plan it out a little better they, they do they, as yeah. impulsive right
0: they're gonna drop poison in your glass right every yeah. day unless, it's, tell
2: you yeah. unless it snaps <laughs> and then the women don't right. snap that's like yeah. years of whatever happened right and they just literally snap yeah which is also another entertaining
0: show but okay next question what is the smartest criminal you've ever come across show book or whatever
1: Mm, that's a tough one Uh, I know there are like definitely like people who have had like super high IQs that Mm -hmm. have like Done stuff. Um, I'm trying to think like because they like got away with it
0: for a while. Um, smart as in, like, wow, I didn't even think to do that to cover up a murder, or how did he do that, or how does she do this? Well, I'll I'll go first because I, um, you're clearly prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I only could think of one, and to me, the DC sniper was really smart. Oh,
2: yeah, who would have
0: thought? to cut a hole in your trunk and lay there and shoot people you sight unseen and then ride out and then and then like there's this um there's this documentary i don't know if y'all watch it's called i sniper so it covers the entire footage from beginning to end and even lee malvo is is in the documentary so he's telling the story also and you know, part of the story was um, he got away with this for so long because people were looking for a white van because somebody said a white van and, you know, they just kept saying this lie over and over again. And then at one of the crime scenes, he was there and was like, oh, my
2: goodness, what happened? And so- they always are. They have to say yeah. <laughs> what's going on. Somebody <laughs> died. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's terrible. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Who did it? Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought he was pretty smart.
2: Okay. I still don't have one, but I um, No.
1: Okay, we can move. I have on. I oh. have one that's like not I feel like a smart and dumb. It's like okay. because it didn't I, work out, I don't <laughs> think. Um <laughs> but um like DB Cooper, the guy who hijacked the plane and stole like the like I think it was like $200,000, but it was like back in the I want to say 70s um yeah. but he just like went on a plane obviously DB Cooper's like not his real name um but like that's the name he gave and he like his plan to like get the money he like hijacked a plane like said he had a bomb or whatever and um made them land and then he made everyone like get off of the plane except for the pilots and like FBI were there and everything, but they couldn't board because he was like, I have a bomb, I'll blow it up and like all this stuff. And so he like was really good at like manipulating them to like give him the money. And like, they refueled the plane for him and he like got got the pilots to take off again and was like going who knows where. And then he like parachuted off of the plane in the like middle (laughs) of the plane ride and with the money. And, but then he was like, never found again. Like they've never found him. And so
2: that's people pretty like smart. Specula-
1: yeah, people speculate if he like did get away or maybe he like died in died. his like parachute attempt yeah. and they just like and it was over this huge forest. And so they like mm-hmm. searched and searched, but like they've never found him. So I don't know if that's like smart or if that yeah. was like incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. I think he got away I think yeah. he's somewhere yeah. um, he he on the beach point. but I think yeah yeah but I think he lived it up with that money very low-key mm-hmm. you know with his actual real name because nobody yeah. knew who he was real and yeah, yeah there was that yeah. hmm.
0: Tanisha you think of an answer yet you watch a lot of true crime. You gotta think of one I smart. know
2: one. it's all <laughs> and it's all running together. I'm gonna come up with it as soon as we um get off. And I'm gonna be like, okay. oh my gosh, why didn't I say this one particular person? Okay. The only one coming to my mind is um, I mean, very basic, but Ted Bundy, how he used to just play I mean, just so simple, it's just like, hi, um, I have crutches, I'm in the cast. Can you please mm-hmm. help me? And then they'd help him get in the car and then he hit him over the head with the crutch throw them in the van and then ride out
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: so very basic i mean he was like he didn't even have to try any kind of maneuvering he was just like yeah can you help me and yeah, yeah. Uh-uh, <laughs> and then that was it and that's why people were mad at me like oh you don't want to help this person i don't know if he's a ted Bundy or so <laughs> yeah i am skeptical of everyone okay <laughs> okay um
0: Name a true crime movie, documentary, or story that just scared you to death.
1: Let me go through my book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Refresh my memory.
1: I'm trying to think, it takes a lot. I don't know, it takes a lot for you to get scared of like, of of things. I will say like kind of unsettling back on Ted Bundy a little bit, but the, like that Ted Bundy tapes thing that came out on Netflix, that was just like very creepy just cause it was like him talking. Yeah. It was just like hours of like recorded footage of him talking about like whether it was like his like, crimes or it was just like him talking about like how he like thinks and sees the world and like, or just like random things. It was just like really unsettling to hear that. And it was just like, it was just creepy. Mm-hmm. So I will say that was, that was a creepy one.
2: That, and if we're talking since uh, Netflix, the other one was I am a killer. Where they talk oh, to the oh God. yeah there were yeah. a couple of stories in there where I was like oh my gosh I'm I am scared to death I have to turn this off and mm-hmm. turn on all the lights in my apartment I have to- everything <laughs> to yeah. on and I'm stay awake I'm shoving stuff up underneath the door so it can't open <laughs> I'm sleeping mm. with a weapon like there were yeah. a couple- there were a couple of men in there that I was like oh you I'm glad I never ran into you or came up against cross you nothing but yeah that one yeah
0: for me it's anything that's unsolved
2: mm. cannot
0: handle it any of it <laughs> no unsolved mysteries if I think that something's not going to be solved on the first 48 I'm turning it off
2: I cannot handle this, And unsolved mysteries is nope. riveting to me okay nope. I love unsolved mysteries <laughs> can't handle it yeah, because i'm gonna see, think that you person... watch the one on netflix would you say yeah. the unsolved mysteries on netflix the the more recent one no no absolutely not because they had one and they had an episode in france when i tell oh, no. you that... girl bro, that episode was good too <laughs> that, mm-hmm. Is that the one with the family the with the yes the house of yeah. yeah i went to the house the house oh, you, did? Oh, you did you crazy still, uh, into the house (laughs) in september i told some friends we're gonna be in that city it's in Nantes. it's in Nantes, france and we were in that area to do some wine touring and i was like oh hey do you know about this story and the girl was like no i've never heard of it so i was like watch this on on south mission she watched it said oh my god we got to find the house i was like oh girl i have the address (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm going i'm prepared (laughs) Mm -mm. so we have pictures in front of the in front of the house he took, he just well, you know what? I'm glad you made it. You made it. <laughs> well, it was a few of us. So, you know, I didn't go alone. This, and yeah. daylight. It was like two in the afternoon. Yeah, we weren't playing any games, but yeah, we're in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Keep playing. Keep playing. Uh, okay. Next question. What is the silliest mistake you've seen a criminal make or just like the dumbest criminal story you've ever heard?
2: I think, it's a few of those i think it just gets yeah. dumb when people tell somebody if you if you commit a crime yeah. be quiet and take that to the grave you gotta uh, and never tell anybody again mm. like there was this um uh, this crime was really big back um, what, maybe 90s but it was the browns chicken murders that happened uh, a little outside of chicago and nobody knew who did it or what happened for a while how did they finally get caught because one of the guys who did it told a girlfriend told his Mm. girlfriend at the time of course they break up and she was like well since we're not (laughs) together I got something I want to tell the police and so she went and told the police everything she knew and somebody had the good sense the one good thing that came out of um, that whole thing because they had messed up the whole investigation They had saved a piece of chicken that was in the trash and they did DNA on that and found out it was this guy's and that's how he got caught. That's how they finally caught the people who were with him.
1: I think like another one is just like the BTK. BTK, um, he was like, you know, killed people for like 20 years and then like dropped off the face of the earth. It was like a cold case, never solved. And then like in the early 2000s, he just like resurfaced and like started- talking like sending letters to the police again and then he literally asked the police in one of his letters he was like is it all right if I send like my next communication like via a floppy disk and they were like yes and he did and they found like this metadata in it that was like literally like had his name in it and like other little details and so they like found him (laughs) and arrested him it's like like, sir you don't want to be free
2: yeah, and that's like, him beside himself thinking like, oh, I'm above them. I'm smarter than them. Let me come back and talk to them again. Ha ha. I got you. Yeah. Listen, just kill your 25 people and just go <laughs> on into the, you know, into the darkness. Unknowns. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah just, just
0: I, I think it's really hard to commit a murder or a crime like in this age. Everything is being watched. There are cameras all over the place. You you know, leave your fingerprints and your DNA all over the place. Um, there's a girl, she writes mystery novels, and she's on TikTok. And all she does on TikTok is tell people how to get away with murder. So she goes through
2: <laughs> each story. Girl, what like, is her at? <laughs> yeah. Right I need now. to know. Oh what? gosh,
0: I forgot it. I really I forgot it. But uh, <laughs> Got it. I know when I <laughs> When I well,
2: find hey, it from this call and come back
0: <laughs> when I find it, I'm going to send it to y'all. But yeah, so she, um, and she goes to these like crime conferences with police so she can like, like have actual, like have everything current. She wants everything yeah. current. So she studies crime in real time and she gets on TikTok and she's like, let me tell y'all what y'all shouldn't do. If you commit a crime, don't do this. Don't do that. Do <laughs> this. <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. And she is shut Okay. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> no, I think the thing, it's not even necessarily now a matter of being smart. Because usually if you are committing crimes, you're doing it on impulse and you're not doing it like trying to plan it out and think it through. You're doing it on yeah. impulse. But the thing now is, like you said, Serena, so many people are watching. There's so yeah. many cameras out, people with phones taking pictures, video, yeah. um, CCTV, you know, all of that stuff somebody is going to see something yeah traffic yep. camera like you will get caught up because someone somewhere sees something you do something yeah. dumb like you park your car in no parking zone you mm-hmm. get a ticket like exactly dumb, dumb.
0: yeah yep yep so i have a uh, I have a i have two stories actually i was watching fatal attraction last week and so this young guy got killed And this young guy, he actually had some uh, memory issues due to a previous accident. So he couldn't drive because of his short-term memory. Anyway, this guy goes to this dangerous neighborhood. I forgot what state it was in. And he gets killed and like, he's missing for like weeks. Nobody can find him. His family is scared to death. And so they find out that he's been talking to this girl online. So they contact, they finally find the girl and the girl was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is he missing? Oh my goodness. I can't believe this. So, (laughs) and so she was like, and I have an idea. I think who did it. I girl. So she was like, well, I think it was my baby daddy. So of course the baby, uh, baby's father's like, oh, I ain't never seen her do. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. They get his phone y'all and find the app that he used to, no he pretended to be the girl to lure him no. to the neighborhood and forgot to no. delete the app oh my god I was like how stupid can you be he didn't oh.
1: delete the app he did not delete come
0: the on. app idiot
1: come on yeah Yep. like didn't even use a different phone he like you
2: no. phone. like but he didn't use a burner phone like yeah, everybody's yeah. a burner phone they were yeah. using burner pagers back in the day like mm-hmm. why it used to be using your regular phone
0: uh-huh yeah oh, but stupid. yeah
2: <laughs> I mean one they could recover an app if they wanted to but the fact that he didn't even go that far he was like I'm not even gonna delete it yeah
0: I mean and you should have seen him they have actual footage of the interview um during the investigation who was like i Oh my goodness. I do not know this guy. I've never seen him in my life.
2: I mean, like, well, on. let the record show.
0: <laughs> and then the story was, oh, it was self-defense. This dude was like 6'5", 250. And this younger guy had to be a good 150 wet. He was so small. <laughs> I was like, it was no way. Thanks, sir. <laughs> no way in the world. But uh, yeah, that was yeah, really stupid. Oh, and my second one is really dumb. Again, with the food. This girl, she burglarized the house, and I guess she was watching the family from outside of the house, and she had a soda and Cheetos. There was Cheeto dust in the house <laughs> leading them outside <laughs> Goodbye. They found her blocks away, and they said they I mean, they put it together because she had Cheeto, um, Cheeto dust in her gums, like in her teeth. <laughs>
2: My goes. that is hilarious that
0: story is on the new york post and it happened this year
2: oh my god <laughs> see people not thinking stuff through yeah yeah how you hungry and you about to burp?
0: Mm. all right yeah
2: right <laughs> i mean i guess it would have been worse if she had went inside and ate something like okay let me burglarize this house yeah. and then i'm gonna eat some stuff out there the yeah crazy because I'm pretty sure that's happened before yeah like oh call, yeah like oh lip prints because they're
1: like oh wait they got the good wine I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> oh, this, all right this Burgundy? <laughs> oh, delicious
0: <laughs> last question tell us about a true crime that took place in your hometown
1: I think about this question all the time and I like lived grew up in the middle of like rural Ohio and I truly like have never had anything like that happen to me or like someone I know. But I do have one from like my college town that I lived in for four years when I went to college, Um, which definitely happened before I was like around. It was like, but it's like famous for like story in our college. Um, So basically there was a student there in the 50s, in the 1950s, and he just like disappeared, like disappeared off the face of the earth and like no one has seen him since. His name was Ronald Taman. and I'm pretty sure he was a sophomore and he lived in a dorm that's like now demolished, it's not there anymore, but he was like, I think it was like in, it was in April and he his roommate came home and all the lights in their dorm were on. His like psychology book was out on his desk, like he had been studying it and he just like wasn't there and his roommate like didn't think anything of it and then like but the next day he didn't come back and so he like reported it and like this huge search for him like happened and no one just like no one saw them no one had any leads nothing and he just like disappeared and I think like years later people came forward and were like oh I saw him the day after and he looked like super confused and like you know out of it and someone and then the coroner of the county but it's butler county in i think the 70s so like 20 years later was like said that Taman had like visited his office and like wanted a blood test like a couple months before his disappearance but like for no reason and so there's like a whole range of like cons- like theories about what happened to him and like some of them are like deep like people think he like got involved with like mk ultra like which is that would be crazy but there's like a whole like I'm pretty sure someone someone did a podcast or like a series like uh, essay series about it and they like went really deep into it some people think he was just like murdered and um, people say they like see his ghost there now Um, and even when the building his dorm was demolished I think that happened also in the 70s uh, they like searched for a body like after that and like never found anything but yeah he just has never ever been never been seen again. So oh, wow.
2: I think that's the yeah. saddest thing or craziest thing when people go missing. Yeah. And, yeah. Like what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. when you have like no answers. Like, I mean, John Bonet. What yeah. Where is she? hmm And then the other girl, Madeline, where where are these people? Oh, Madeline McCann, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, where are you? What happened? Mm. Yeah so well i mean and unfortunately those are both kids but even when adults go missing it's like mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it's just crazy that like a like no trace of someone can be like yeah. found
2: right yeah and even after all this time it's like okay nothing like we have all this technology now mm-hmm. and all this facial recognition and all this stuff tanisha say- so what's your answer my answer what was i'm sorry what was the oh so
0: <laughs> tell us about a true mm-hmm. crime story in your hometown
2: girl I'm from chicago all of this uh, true troop- <laughs> like, what are you kidding me tell one tell, tell one. tell Valentine's Day massacre um mm. so I say I mean I told you the end of it but um the brown's chicken one that was one that I actually like lived through and paid attention to it mm-hmm. these um guys went in um, when brown's chicken was about to close one night and um they killed everybody and took the money so the people mm. who was in there eating and then all the people who worked there and for years, it went unsolved until that guy broke up with his girlfriend. And she was like, uh-uh, I'm going to tell it all.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it was hard for them to solve it, too, because they messed up things. They were walking through the snow. OK, this is it wasn't Chicago. It was like just outside of Chicago. So one of the suburbs. Um, they walked through the snow, messed up any footprints that they could have found. Um, nobody had gloves on inside. Um somebody was messing with the stove and turned on uh, one of the pots of grease so that bubbled up and boiled over. So now it's grease all over the mm. um stove and the floor. So if there were any fingerprints or footprints or whatever, now those were compromised. Um so they the good thing they did was save that piece of chicken to later get mm. the DNA file. But other than that, no, they kind of really messed it up. And um, there were books written about it. Um podcasting wasn't a thing at the time so it was you know people wrote books Mm -hmm. and articles um and I think it's been talked about on a podcast since then but yeah that was a a a big one yeah Um, other than all the other random Chicago crimes
0: yeah uh DC same (laughs) same a lot of crime but there were a few that made national news of course DC sniper made national news but um there was one like uh in 2015 it was the murder mansion so it's a big, it's a multi-million-dollar mansion in DC and this entire family gets killed. So you got a family of three, the parents and the son, I think the son was 10 and the housekeeper gets killed also. So it turns out, um, they were held captive there by this guy and, um, he broke into the house, held them cat, like tied them down, um, to chairs or whatever. And I forgot how he killed them. It might've been like stabbing or shooting. I can't remember, but anyway, killed them all. Then he sets the house
2: on fire. So,
0: (laughs) what? Since that makes, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to destroy all the DNA. People think it's
2: gonna destroy the evidence, which it did not do because it never, it never does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Of course, food was involved. They checked the trash can. He ate a half slice of pizza, and it was in the trash. His DNA was all over it, linked him to the house, and was it random? Like, did he know them? Um, it was a mansion. So we're just assuming it was a robbery because he stole the car. It was a Ferrari. And I mean, he like, drove. Did he
2: know the people. Did he work? Uh, at the house? I'm not know sure
0: if I'm not mistaken. I heard that he might've delivered something there. Okay. So I don't think he knew the people. Um, okay. But um, yeah, he had stole the car. I guess he drove that around for a while and then set that on fire. <clears throat> in some random lot. But yeah, that's how he got caught. Eating pizza in the house. I guess he got hungry overnight.
2: See? Just like that girl with the Cheeto does, it was, she <laughs> was outside or she <laughs> ate
1: <laughs> chicken inside. Like she was getting caught because <laughs> she's not smart. <laughs> yeah. And like, how do you expect to keep a Ferrari? Like, that's definitely exactly. not under the radar. <laughs> right, where are you exactly. parking it? Number one, yeah. <laughs> you don't live nowhere nice to park it if you rob robbing mm-hmm.
2: people. Two, yeah. your friends are going to be like, where did this come from? And if anybody asks them later, like oh um you know what's going on What ask them any questions they'll be like um i didn't yeah. see uh jeff with a ferrari <laughs> mm-hmm. he's back i was wondering what the deal is what yeah the deal was or they'll talk if he's not talking his friends are talking mm-hmm. another reason yeah. people get caught up they talk they brag they show something to one person and that person tells somebody that person yes. tells five people then five people tell now is public
0: knowledge and you know what else is really boring when spouses kill each other for like um the life insurance like how old is that story like y'all still doing that you
2: know how easy is it
0: is to get caught doing that I just yeah. don't understand
2: and sometimes it don't even be for that much money like right right and the ones that is you know that is for like oh well he stands to get five million I'm like well she didn't give a lot of extra lip but like so, <laughs> <laughs> like they don't get away with it like have you never yeah. watched any true crime read any book like seen any, yeah. any news report they don't get away with it Crazy. unless you're oj simpson well oh, well well wait <laughs> <laughs> did he get he got away with that. Okay. so you most of the time don't get away with it. yeah 99
1: <laughs> of the time you don't get away
0: so, Kiara, one more time, um, tell everybody where they can find your book.
1: Um, yeah, so you can find Mixology and Murder um, pretty much anywhere where books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, your local indie bookstore. Um, yeah, they should be there.
2: It is a perfect gift for um, your true crime lover for Christmas. Yeah. Something super cool for them. It certainly is. And I'm looking forward to <laughs> making it a helter-skelter punch for free. <laughs> you wondering because that story is also crazy but yes
0: yes Ugh. well thank you so much for joining us this was so fun
1: yeah thank you for having me it was great i loved God, just talking about true crime yes. my favorite thing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome
0: so tanisha i've watched your instagram and i don't I, what is going on you are doing so much <laughs> tell me it all
2: <laughs> Okay, so I think what you're talking to is, I was intronisé um, so what, I, mean, I think that loosely translates to inducted into this organization called Echanson de Pape. And it's a wine brotherhood of Chateauneuf de Pop. So we all know Chateauneuf de Pape um, from the Southern Rhone Valley, major grape Grenache. And um, yeah, it's just a group of wine professionals, people who, are um, doing well in the industry and that they have to be recommended by someone already in the organization. I have the pleasure of knowing um, Madame Nicole Rollet. She is the owner of Chen Bleu, which is also in the Southern Rome, And uh, she recommended me and they accepted that recommendation, that nomination. And so I was inducted. And that ceremony was uh, over the weekend. It was amazing. They gave Good. me- like i've been okay. down they put a key around my neck oh and then wow they gave me like a um a magnum with uh it's engraved on the front and has the organization name on the front and then i have a um like a scroll i haven't even on scroll that oh, i saw nice. somebody else do it I like i just have it it's in a velvet tube <laughs> fancy fancy schmancy oh my gosh <laughs> does your title change or anything Girl, no. People okay. have been saying Dane, but I'm like, I also just got in Madame Descoffier. So like, that's the thing too, but like, whatever. But this, the thing that's uh, crazy about this is they have to ask you a question mm-hmm. on stage in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. So they, Madame Tanisha Townsend, and I love the way French people say that, Tanisha Townsend. Oh, oui. And so I get up, go up there. And so my question was uh, um, explain the terroir and uh, this wine, the Chateau de Pop wine, to my audience. Talk like I'm talking to my audience. And they just hand me a glass of wine. I'm like, um, okay. You think that's what it now. is? I mean, since I'm there, I'm like, okay, so a Chateau de Pop, yes. Okay, right. I'm assuming it's that. So I just came tasting those for of de Pop. I was like, oh, okay, you know um grenache grape grenache and uh, um i'm getting raspberry hints of dark plum maybe a bit of pepper on the end but very rich fruit medium body and so i said it in english because i was like well if i'm talking to my audience i would say it in english and then he was like oh okay and so then he uh, he turned to the audience and said okay pour traduction uh, lm vin. So, forget everything I said. He was like, the translation, she likes the wine. And then everybody laughed. Oh, cute. That was it. <laughs> that was it. But it was cute because when he asked me my question, he did it in French and English. Okay. So he did it in parts. um And I was like, okay, I'm about to do this first. I was like, teach you to do this in French. You can do this in French. And I was like, wait. He was like, what am I going to say to my readers or my audience? And I was like, uh, je travaille en anglais, donc mon réponse fantastic what this wine tastes like and the soil (laughs) is as follows (laughs) because still well one i got nervous once i got up there because i looked out i mean it's red carpet these people in these velvet robes and caps they had a little long trumper so all of this is going on and i'm looking out and i see the people and it's of course the guy taking pictures and i'm like French is not happening. So English it is. So I froze in French. Also, um, even though my French is fine and decent now, if I'm speaking with someone one-on-one, when it comes to wine terms, I still explain wine and describe wine in English. Mm, I hear it and understand it when other people say it to me in French. But when I'm giving classes, tours, whatever, that's still in English because that's still with Anglophones, whether they're mm-hmm. American, Canadian, British, whatever. So for me to flip the switch and do it in French, that, yeah, mm-hmm. not yet. Okay. We're working toward that. But yeah, that was the whole thing. So now I am recognized by the. It's hard to say. Well, congratulations
0: because it looked awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
2: And uh, I didn't know all that it was until I got there. Like, yeah, I looked it up online. I was like, okay, Okay. what you trying to put me in? Is this a cult? Like, what is this? Uh Um, And then when I went, I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, and speaking of which, I have some people I need to email tomorrow, some cards and stuff that I got uh, from the event, people that I talked to, so that I want to keep in contact with. A couple of them live in Paris, and one guy was like, yeah, um, I run the museum there. If you ever want to come to the museum, send me a message. I'm like, so see you tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll be reaching out, thank you. But um, everybody was super nice. They um, also mentioned me again at uh, dinner because there's a big dinner after where they're bringing oh. out magnums of chateauneuf de Porno. Wow. They they have amphora of uh, neuf coming out and, and they bring one. It's a stand on each table and they set the amphora on the table. Da, 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 da. Started off with white and then we went into red and then a mark. And I was like, well, this is a night to behold. Huh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but um, they mentioned how I was an um, étranger, so stranger, a foreigner. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but still, but still, very welcome um, in the organization, and they appreciate and respect what I am doing for French wine, Chateau of- the pop, and the culture. I was like, oh my
1: gosh, this
2: is so nice. And also just to, it felt good to be recognized after all this work i put in over this period of time. And then also be accepted because it's hard being, um, it's hard being a foreigner anywhere. Yeah, But to be in wine, to be a woman, an American, Black, like all of those things. And then to be in this organization and have them on a stage talking about you are accepted. We appreciate what you're doing in the industry. We appreciate what you're doing for our culture and how you're sharing it i was like okay well i'm gonna need a couple more tissues because <laughs> yeah. um woo, somebody is cutting onions at the table <laughs> this is crazy that's what? awesome so yeah that um that happened on the weekend and then stayed out there that was in Avignon. also it was at the um pope's palace is where this whole thing happened so wow. there's that so we're in there um the palais du pop uh and uh, the woman who recommended me, she has a winery that's uh, maybe like 40 minutes away. So we went out to the winery after and stayed there uh, for mm-hmm. the night. And they got up in the morning. It's snowing. So the picture <gasps> of the beautiful. snow. I was like, is this really how life is going for me right now? I
0: mean, now? it is, sounds absolutely magical. Is this
2: how we're about to end 2021? Because I'm here for it. So it was snowing. So I'm screaming. And I was like, well, changing my ticket. Not leaving at nine o'clock. So <laughs> Changed my train ticket. We walked around the property because I had a friend with me um, who came with me. And then there was another girl who um then had invited. And so we were all hanging out. And then we walked, we had breakfast, a crackling fireplace, mm. having breakfast. And it's in a restored medieval castle. Wow. Then we walk around the property, walk amongst the vines that are covered in snow at this point there's a pond out there and then she's like oh well, make sure you walk to the back to see the sheep I was like I'm sorry the what we hear bells we go back it's like 50 sheep just running around I mean they're all you know contained in a fence but we see the sheep and then we walk further and we see a tennis court and then she comes out and then she takes us around the winery um, and we see where they make the wine we walk in the tasting room we get a bottle, and then um, our taxi comes to take us to the train station. Wow. It was delightful. I was like, I got to go back to my apartment. <laughs>
0: that sounds that that sounds absolutely stunning. Yeah,
2: and I was thinking, like, man, I need like one of my you know homies, homies here. I'm like, man, Sabrina live here. I do like, Sabrina, come on, we riding out. So, yeah. oh man. I would have loved you know, it was that. a good friend who went with me so I'm glad she was able to um, to go and experience that she's like I'm so proud of you and this is really good to see this so anytime you come to me and you you know you're feeling down or that your career isn't going where you want it to go or you don't know what you want to do I going to remind you of this moment mm. I was like okay amen girl well, you do that <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> you do that so yeah that um that was that I love it yeah uh, nothing else really coming up uh just teaching this class Woo. and what hey. class are you teaching so this is the um economics of wine class with mm. the uh, study abroad students nice mm-hmm. well isn't it wait yeah.
0: it's what is holiday season
2: yeah the girl we still got five more classes left next week and the week after okay our last class is like the 16th
0: oh okay oh, oh yeah well, I'm like, How often is the class? Uh,
2: Usually twice a week. Next week is three times. Oh, wow. Next week is Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the week after that is Tuesday, Thursday.
0: Gotcha.
2: I got some guest speakers coming in. I'm like, I can't. Because the class (laughs) is three hours. Three hours. Yeah, girl, three hours. I'm like, I have three hours is a lot.
0: I I know you talk a lot, but I can see you getting tired after
2: Uh a certain time. Uh Uh-huh yeah and three and it's not face to face it's um it's hybrid so it's people in the four other countries and then it's people sitting in the classroom with me too Mm, okay so it's people in the classroom and then it's people on zoom and of course the people on zoom you know some of them are like informal you know a classroom where they're looking at it then there are other ones that are in their bed (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Like in your bed for three hours, do you expect to stay up? No, mm. it's impossible.
0: That's hilarious. So, that is that. Oh man. Oh, before I stop recording, um, everybody go to the Swirl Suite Instagram and check out me and Leslie. We did a short live about Advent calendars. It was fun and cute because um, I'm eating and drinking through three right now. Um, yeah, I saw that like, yeah. Okay.
2: So let like, me, oh, th- all th- I see.
0: no, let me tell you what happened. So I bought one from Costco and not that the wine is like superb in these boxes, but it's fun to do during the holiday season. It so is. I got one from Costco. Um, and, um, one of my cousins, she gifted me the wall street journal version of their okay. advent calendar, which is massive and their wine is good. So I was yeah, like, oh, that's a nice we're, one.
2: We're drinking this one for sure. Yeah, that's so, a nice one. I wrote about both of those. I wrote an article for the Spruce Eats on the best mm-hmm. advent calendars like yeah. in November I wrote that and both of those
0: um, made yeah. the list. But yeah, the Wall Street Journal one is is bomb. Um the Costco one is good too and you get more bang for your buck with the Costco one. Like you could it's you get half a bottle so you can split that with someone and you know be good for it, like each day but Mm -hmm. um oh and the other one is chocolates so we had a previous guest alex um she introduced us to two chicks with chocolate and they're a woman-owned chocolate company in new jersey and they have a chocolate advent calendar so um yeah so it was fun it It was fun
2: get it sis yeah
0: i love people doing one stuff but we will see y'all next week for uh after dark with ray Thanks for joining this well, sweet, everybody. We hope you are having a wonderful holiday. We have one more episode before we go on a slight holiday break for two weeks. But we hope you enjoy our final episode of 2021 After Dark with Ray. So we'll have some fun. See you next week. Cheers.